0: Hello there, welcome to the You Don't Know Mojack Show, episode SST-003, Black Flag, Jealous Again. I'm Ryan. I'm Brent. Brent, I've got my Joe Strummer shirt on tonight for the podcast, and I wanted to start off by saying I'm sorry. Sorry about last week, I got I, I was taken a little bit back about your uh, your comment on the Minuteman. <laughs> paranoid time, that you're not the biggest fan of the old Minuteman, and I'm, I'm going to fess up. It forced me to go back and do a bit of uh, digging a bit forward. I know you've you've got a protocol. You don't want to listen. You want to listen as the podcast unfolds. But I had to go, and you know, just want to say I'm sorry. I see where you're coming from. I feel like I was a bit. I feel like I was a bit harsh on you.
1: Honestly, I was listening to Double Nickels on the Dime a little bit because uh, my 12 year old just started playing bass, and I was showing her, <laughs> showing her some Fire Hose and some some Minutemen, and we were I was kind of. Oh, I kind of jumped the queue a little bit myself there, but. It's funny. I was. I, 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 I was kind of thinking the opposite that maybe I was maybe a little too harsh on Paranoid Time, but. We'll see how things go next week when we get to the punchline.
0: All right. Well, and I confess, too, I listened to the punchline yesterday getting ready because I thought we might be doing two of these tonight. My five-year-old was jumping up and down. So there's something there in the punchline, too. But today is Jealous Again. I also wanted to hit one other thing first. I was telling someone about this podcast. And they're like, so what's it called? And I said, you don't know Mojack. And they said, what does that mean? And I said, exactly. And uh, just for those... Who are, are joining the show now? I mean, that's part of what this is about. We are going through the SST catalog for all of the uh, the usual suspects and all of the hidden gems out there. Perhaps, potentially, hopefully, some hidden gems like uh, the band Mojack, for example, which I have no idea what they sound like still, but we'll get there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure they're a hidden gem, but we shall see. Time will tell. You know, I
0: was I was thinking about that um, in terms of like this is maybe a bit of a tangent too. Because I'm coming up on my 40th birthday, I was getting a little introspective, and I was thinking, you know, I feel like I'm a bit more open-minded now, when I'm when I'm listening to music. And so, I'm listening to Jealous again, for this show, and I go, man, that's killer, you know, like, it's just like a single should be, it's, it's just solid, it's over, and you gotta flip it, you gotta turn it back on, you know, flip it over, I gotta hear side A again when side B is done and those short spurts that you used to put on compilation tapes when you're a teenager like that. And then I'm thinking about what the type of stuff I listen to now and I kind of, I was thinking all those bands on SST that when I was a kid and I was kind of like, I heard a snippet or something on like a compilation blasting concept or something like that and was like, ooh dude, I'm definitely not into that band. I might be into Mojack when we get there. I feel like I'm more open-minded in my old age.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I think that That comes with the territory of getting older, for sure. I think, I hope most people that are serious uh, music fans would say the same. I know that's definitely the case for me.
0: I'm definitely a snobby music fan, and so because I'm snobby, I like to think I have a much more open mind than everyone else. So we'll see about that too.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people who don't really know much about music would tell or have told me that I'm closed-minded. My answer to that is come and look at the size of my record collection and tell me that I'm closed-minded close minded people don't have record collections the size of yours and mine, so.
0: (laughs) Well, they do sometimes, but it's comprised of, again, here comes the music snob, but not as cool stuff. Why don't we get jealous again? History lesson, part one.
1: It was recorded in April of 1980. I'm assuming that's when it came out as well.
0: What it says on the back, 1980.
1: It's a 12-inch EP, and it's got five songs on it.
0: Six. Oh, no, sorry. You're right. Five. You bet we got something against you. Wraps around. Yeah only
1: one title that would be the one track that i would take off of there it's not my favorite so what happened was uh they were recording with keith still in the band and he quit right at the end of that of of the two-day session and i think they had the beds for all of these songs done and vocals as well if i'm not mistaken we'll find out when we get to everything went black
0: yeah keith versions of these songs
1: yeah and i think they cut five more songs as well during those sessions Police story, depression, clocked in, revenge, and a second version of Wasted. And uh, there was also four unused tracks from Nervous Breakdown kicking around at that point. I think the plan was to record a full-length album, and uh, Keith quits at the end of the the session. I think probably would have been asked to leave if he didn't quit. By the sounds of things, I don't think he was down with the practice schedule. For people who don't know, Black Flag is legendary for having an insane practice schedule. Like eight hours a day, seven days a week. And. Keith was kind of a party guy. He talks a lot about in his book that he was doing a lot of blow, a lot of drinking, and I think he just wanted to party. And he went on to form the Circle Jerks. They were definitely way more of a party vibe band than Black Flag were. And so, less than three weeks after Keith's last gig with the band, Ron Reyes comes into the band. And he was kind of a Black Flag hanger on. He was uh, a resident of the church. If you go on YouTube and watch the footage uh, from that era that ended up being on the movie The Decline of Western Civilization, you'll see them get interviewed in the church, which is uh, where most of the members of Black Flag lived and rehearsed. And Ron Reyes, Reyes lived there, and I th- was kind of a friend of the band, and I don't think he really had any singing experience. He, he drummed briefly in the band Red Cross. yeah just uh, because he was a good guy and a friend of the band he was asked to join on vocals and and uh, they went into the studio and re-recorded uh, vocals over the five tracks jealous again revenge white minority no values and then uh, from the track i don't care they redid it as you bet we've got something personal against you which chuck Dukowski the bass player sings on and it, it's not the best song it's kind of a diatribe against keith morris their former lead singer who they accused of stealing lyrics for the circle jerks and i believe greg Hetson, who was in the circle jerks was briefly in red cross and was also accused of stealing some stuff some riffs maybe from that band so
0: yeah some riffs i've read that too like back then in a tight-knit punk community that's like sacrilege right now you know looking back on it i'm not sure people care too much but well, it's it,
1: I mean the main accusation would be the song Wasted which Keith did write the lyrics to so
0: it's 50% yep, you know, totally.
1: his song anyways he's well within his rights to, to re-record it with the Circle Jerks so Ron Reyes becomes their new singer like I said less than three weeks after Keith's last gig the band becomes more serious around this time they start doing more touring Dukowski quit his day job at a pool table company I read to uh, commit to the band and to SST full time starts booking their tours up the West Coast. Apparently around this time Greg Ginn also uh, started teaching Ron Reyes how to play guitar with the idea of apparently putting him in as a second guitarist as well as a vocalist. Supposedly that decision was inspired by the band The Stains. We'll get to that soon enough but they must have had uh, two guitar players. For me the guitar playing on this is kind of... has a lot more of that Greg Ginn style that I love so much. He's starting to really go for it on the leads he's definitely got his gear sorted out if you watch the decline footage he's playing that clear plexiglass dan armstrong he's still got he's still got the volume knobs on it he hasn't removed those yet and just put in a waterproof switch and you can hear on some of the songs on the recordings you can hear him turn the volume up on his guitar.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I always thought that was so cool.
1: So they had been trying for a while to record a full-length album. Ron quits the band on stage, supposedly because of violence in the scene, there was a lot of rioting going on at Black Flag shows, lots of trouble with the LAPD. He claims that that was part of the reason he quit. I'm pretty sure he had also met somebody while they were touring up in Vancouver at that time, and uh, I'm pretty sure he moved up to Vancouver right after quitting the band. And... I'm pretty sure after he quit they went back into Media Art for a second batch of recordings. They convinced Ron to finish finish up the recording and it comes out as the Jealous Again twelve inch EP.
0: I didn't know he had moved to Vancouver.
1: Yeah, he by still then. he still lives there.
0: No, I know he still lives there, but that he moved there or maybe he didn't move there permanently, but like halfway through recording
1: yeah i mean by this point sst was claiming that the lapd was like tapping their phones and everything like they were definitely on the lapd's radar according to ron when he he bought the ep in vancouver when it came out and that's when he noticed on the back that the vocalist was credited as chavo pederast
0: yeah that's a burn
1: well he thought it was somebody else he didn't realize that it was a reference to him
0: yeah so posterity
1: not he wasn't too pleased once he figured that out
0: yeah not many people would be i don't think i think that's think that's pretty fair (laughs) (laughs) maybe let's maybe let's chat about the artwork sure these guys were on the lapd's uh radar i can't imagine why by looking at the artwork yeah it's uh it's a provocative pettibone once again
1: yeah why don't you describe the artwork
0: yeah, well, I'm good at describing it, and then you always seem to be able to figure out what it's actually saying. So I'll start. This time, it's got a, another cowboy theme, which is interesting. It's got two female cowboys on the front, one with what looks like a, a baton. Well,
1: it's a pep rally.
0: Got, yeah, like it's a pep rally because it's at Milton Milltown High High Cow or something. It says there. Milltown Milltown High Cowboys or Cowgirls. It probably says. Yep, And uh, the girls are pulling each other's hair. They've got guns. They've got a baton. So maybe they're the cheer- these are the cheerleader outfits, maybe. Then they, on the back cover, there's, um, I guess, one of the jocks. And it looks like he's got a bullet hole right through his forehead. One of the cowgirl cheerleaders is there with a gun pointing at him with the inset uh, word balloon. And it says, before you die, tell me that you'll always love me, comma love always love the comma there's yeah. more to come
1: you know I was thinking about the album art for this which it's not my favorite and I think it's because it's color I, I really think Pettibone's art needs to be seen in black and white
0: his early his earlier stuff his later stuff like uh, some of the surfers and like we'll get into that later too but some of his later stuff like I know where you're coming from it's like the just the bright background colors is kind of what maybe puts you off. I don't mind a bit of color, but it's it's a little in-your-face.
1: Yeah. All right, let's talk about the tracks on the album.
0: History Lesson, Part 2. Oh, yeah.
1: Side 1 is Jealous Again and uh, Revenge, which I love, because it's, uh, it's got some just classic Greg Ginn riffing in it, some of his trademark lead guitar. And Side 2's got White Minority, kind of a bit of an iffy track for me, lyrically. It's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek.
0: yeah it is but people of course took it took it the wrong way yep when i was listening to this i was thinking what other song is like has the word white in it by a punk band that people mistook and used improperly minor threat totally that's you you got the answer to the first quiz of the show absolutely
1: you you ever hear about slayer covering that song guilty of being white no and they end it with, guilt instead of guilty of being white, they say, guilty of being right. <laughs> yeah, apparently Ian MacKay shit a brick when he heard that.
0: Isn't, uh, what's the lead singer of Slayer's name? Tom Araya. Right, isn't he Jewish? Uh,
1: no, I don't think he's Jewish.
0: Oh, okay. No. Oh, I'm thinking of Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you tell him a- I'm a big metalhead, Yeah. you tell? But I agree, White Minority is, uh, that's a risky one.
1: No Values, I love. I like the lyrics. I love how Ron sings it. I love how he rolls his tongue at the end.
0: Just like Johnny Rotten. That's what we were talking about the other day, about some of these early bands, right? Um, You can tell they're influenced by singing like the Sex Pistols. And you know what? It totally works, and it's killer. No Values is for sure my favorite on this EP as well. Oh, really? Totally, without question. Uh, I don't know.
1: I, there's things I like about Jealous Again. I love like the time signature in it. It's kind of classic black flag.
0: The bass uh, glissando at the, the beginning gets you so pumped. Yeah. There's great stuff on, on uh, Jealous Again for sure, but No Values for me is the one.
1: I don't know. I like Revenge myself. I love the guitar playing in that song. It's got some of Greg Ginn's kind of first real like holy shit lead work in it. Are we done talking about about the album
0: no i got one i got one other thing that i want to mention too on the vinyl it's got stuff written in the runout groove okay gotta pay attention to the dead wax what's it say so on side a it says do the creepy crawl
1: that would be a uh a manson family reference
0: and i, th- I if i'm not mistaken like at those early punk shows that was like a dance move the creepy crawl where they just kind of crawl around on stage or something like that i'm it didn't really take off but i'm pretty sh- I've, I've read a few references to that it also has on the a side etched into the dead wax the black flag bars nice yeah totally and then of course it says uh, sst 003a now for the b side this one is a bit more cryptic it says wash this out of your life
1: yep that was on a poster that's from a Patty Bone poster,
0: and uh, also with the Black Flag bars.
1: Actually, I'm pretty sure Rollins has that tattooed on him. Also, wash this out is of your life.
0: Of, is that one of the sayings? Oh, that'd be cool. I yep. will have to check into that.
1: Yep, and it says "damaged" underneath it. I think it's like he's got the red bars tattooed on his kind of on his shoulder, his upper bicep. Oh. I could be wrong, but something tells me I'm not.
0: Oh, well, looks like I gotta flip through uh, getting the van again. We should also mention too. This one's engineered by uh, Mr. Spot. Yep. Is it time for the ballot result?
1: I think it is.
0: Ballot result. It's up to you, my friend.
1: I don't know. I like uh I like I really like Jealous Again and Revenge. I'd put either one of those before no values, but I'll defer to you on this one. I get to pick one off damaged.
0: Oh no 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 no. <laughs> you let you let me pick the punchline. You can't I can't pick two in a row. Paranoid
1: no. time you mean. Uh
0: paranoid time, you're right. Yeah, no punchline is next. But think about think about the mixtape.
1: I think it's got to be Jealous Again.
0: So on the ballot result, the third track is Jealous Again.
1: I think it has to be.
0: Okay, done deal. All
1: right, what are we doing next week? we got a special guest next week.
0: Yeah, next week is uh, The Punchline. And uh, I I think I actually misspoke last week um, because I was talking about... You know how the first few releases are Black Flag Minuteman, Black Flag Minuteman, and then BAM, the first full length, saccharine Trust. But I think the punchline is technically probably the first full length, although it's over in a flash. Um, but I was actually looking through one of my trusty SST Superstore catalogs, and uh when I look at how the punchline is is uh categorized, it's a BGK, which means a regular full-length LP. So it's the punchline next episode. Special guest?
1: Mr. Mike Watt, spieling for the dudes, live from Pedro.
0: So cool. Is he really calling in from Pedro?
1: Yeah, man. Wow, that's so cool.
0: Maybe we'll hear some seagulls. <laughs> All right, talk to you next week. Later.